There is a vast multiverse of possibilities, an infinity of worlds within an endless ocean of aether. Few know that there is anything beyond the confines of their limited world. Even fewer have ever traversed beyond the walls of everything they have ever known. To those that have made the perilous journey, they have found each new plane to be another revelation of the beauty of a boundless multiverse. Planeswalkers are those rare few among legends. They are able to travel unassisted between the multiverse. One in a million is born with the spark to become a planeswalker. A bare few ever realize their potential, putting them in an elite and powerful group of friends and enemies. The potential of a planeswalker is infinite freedom and infinite possibility. Hi, I'm Will. I'm the show's producer, and I play Llewellyn Coyden, the half-dryad swashbuckler. Hello, I'm Kimbra, and I play Nymphia of the Vervain, the elvish druid. Hey there, I'm Katie, and I'm playing Cecilia Crane, the human sorcerer. Hi, I'm Keon. I'll be playing Irshaya Jalan, the Aetherborn Warlock. Hi, I'm Dan. I'll be playing the Dungeon Master. Welcome to the Plane Shift Podcast, a live play D&D campaign where we play as four planeswalkers, newly awakened and taking our first tentative steps into the varied facets of the multiverse. What will we find in these new worlds? Hope? Despair? Reward or loss? Doubtless all of that and more. Join us as we find out. Alright, so, the plans that I was given, the prayed, uh, from the looks like, will start around 6pm and will continue on until 9pm. It's more than enough time for the Orzov to not only be distracted, but to head to their party, ball, celebration, I don't, I don't know what they call it, it's something. We still have a little bit of time before then. Part of it will have to be concealing ourselves and getting into place. Uh, anybody have an idea for an exit strategy that's not running? I mean, ideally, the bats will still be... Eating their mangoes. Wasn't our exit strategy just took Crane's Walk away? No, that, I thought that was uh, Plan B. Not everyone has <laughs> the experience to Plane's Walk away. It's a valid point, but so long as you can at least get the basics of it, the net will catch you and pull you back into the same place that we're supposed to meet. But yes, if need be, I can attempt to assist you in Plane's Walking out. Alright, so... Any final preparations? Anything that anyone's going to need before we need to do this? Um, can my bear come with us? The, the, the bear? Yeah. The bear that loves me? I think he's still sleeping. Now. He can be part of the parade! <sighs> I will go find Samir to carry the bear. Yes! Even better! Put him on Mir! Good. <laughs> it's a miracle. Uh. <laughs> a miracle. Is there anything anyone needs? Nope. Nope. Wonderful. I'll get the mirror organized. Hopefully we can get all this set up. I have a feeling it's going to be a very, very long day. So. So, flash forward a couple of hours later to the start of the parade. There are a variety of different mirrors. Some of which, even in different colors, banners, fantastically made, 
held and going every which direction. Small carts are being pulled by some larger mirror, Aww. smaller mirrors sitting in them. The carts are full to the brim of mangoes. Aww. There is a large. <laughs> there is a mirror superior, one of the largest specimens, carrying around on its back this bear that has been taught how to wait. Please tell me it's in a Bjorn. Yes. Like it's in a beer. It's in a beer Bjorn. You know, we we had time. Yes. Yes, cool. it is. Yes. All planned. <laughs> Alright. Nemok strides over and sighs. We are ready to start. <laughs> Does anyone want to do the honors of striking up the mere band? I think we all look at her Shia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a one and a two. <laughs> A crash of cymbals and percussion all begins on time, and like a mechanical monstrosity crossed, <laughs> crossed with a music box, this parade starts. Oh god. The rhythmic sound and pounding of these drums, amplified by the instep of the mirror itself, seems to just start drawing even more of a crowd than the people who were looking before. On cue, the smaller mirror starts throwing out mangoes, hucking them generously out to the crowd, where now, once people realize there are free mangoes being handed out, a surprising number of people flood to the sides of the streets, almost dropping what they were doing. Where is everyone in this parade? Are you on some of the parades? I thought we were, like, staying parade adjacent, mm -hmm. so we could break off yeah. without having to leave a float. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not on the parade, but just, like, trailing behind. We're, we're, yeah. we're getting ready to roll stealth checks. Well, right. probably now, considering how far the parade has got. Yeah. I, I will say, should we be able to roll with advantage on these stealth checks? Almost to this certain. very big because distraction Because we that came we up with the idea for parade. <laughs> oh, most certainly. Okay, this, cool. This is an advantage moment, because everyone is distracted by these giant metal contraptions. So should we roll now? Yes. Woo! I got a 19 plus, plus two. two. 21. 20 total. 22 total. 18. In the light of these mere clomping, stomping, and parading towards their destination, you seamlessly blend into the crowd and slip away. As you slip away from the predominantly large crowd watching the mirror go by, you realize there's basically no one on the back streets. In fact, you're able to get to the uh, entrance to the cave entirely unnoticed. Nemok uh, shows up uh, just a moment after you. I'm sorry, I had to make sure the Mir received proper instructions for once they finished the parade, they are to march back to the Mango District. Oh. Is it going to be a reprise of the original parade, or are they just going to, like, put everything down and start turning around? They will, they'll just, they will parade back there. It's now or never. Bats should be waking up. This looks like the best time to move. We all have the mangoes? Yep. I can't believe I just asked that question in a serious tone. <laughs> You're right. the mango magnate here. Mango man. Mango man. I'm ready to get this job over with. Can we please just Alright. And Pia, if you wouldn't mind, mm -hmm. I think it may be time to wake up the bats to a nice breakfast. <laughs> Hello, friends. Good morning. Hey. hey is, is that you? Yes. Yes, oh, it my. is. Oh, I haven't seen you in like... I've brought you some gifts. Oh, what'd you bring? Uh, <laughs> a ton of mangoes. She hurls the ball and it just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> you... I, 
I, you all have been such great friends that I just wanted to thank you. I throw my my ball of mangoes <laughs> slightly to the side. Mango ball, go! <laughs> <laughs> the ball, as you toss the ball to the side, uh, it seemingly pops like a bubble. And what was originally a very small orange triangle inside has turned into a very large pile of mangoes, taking up about half of the cave's entrance. You hear a lot of excited squeaking that you can't entirely perceive, but it sounds almost like screams of joy. Sweet. I'm going to have everyone make another stealth check with Mm -hmm. uh, advantage, Advantage. seeing as they are all preoccupied. Woohoo! 22 again! 24. Oh my god. I rolled a one and a three. My total, my advantage was a five. But they love me. They, they do. They really love me. They are so grateful. Some are coming over to you to thank you to say, if you need anything, the family has your back. I love all of you about so much. Thank you so much. You brought so mangoes much. from the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Everyone other than Nymphia has slipped by entirely undetected. Yes. Nymphia... <laughs> You are a burning beacon of sensation for these bats. I shake uh, their bat hands. <laughs> you, you are slowly working your way through a large crowd of bats wanting to shake your hands. Some... Oh my gosh, you were so lovely. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Eat like all we're... that you want. Eat all of it. All right, you have, you have, a, good de- you have a good evening. You too, you we, too. We, thank you. You have successfully negated an absurd number of bats. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I feel like we we're all thing. like, like everybody else is like fifty yards away, going like, so are, are we waiting for her? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I have to. Go. I have to <laughs> appease. I'm a part of this mafia. I have to appease them. Wait. So I presume we're continuing oh, deeper yes. down these caves. You most certainly are. As you get in, and the daylight from the entrance starts to fade, uh, Nemok pulls out. It looks like a small glass globe. Anyone uh, who wants to can roll Arcana. Sure. Um, 19 plus plus 4 23 21 So, most of you have seen or used these glass globes that can produce light and they float by your side. People call them uh, globe lights, drift the, globes. The, the one that Nemok here seems to have is a little bit different. It looks like a, some kind of small almost like a almost like a star caught in, in its own little cage. And it seems to be exceptionally bright, but never too far away. Almost as if exactly at 20 feet it cuts off and there's a surrounding of darkness again. Alright, let's hurry up. We should be getting near what I assume is a door soon. No sooner than Nimak says that, Ishaya himself happens to bump into a large steel door. <laughs> Thud. Perfect. I like it these. is a dark, almost ash... Several intricate locks that seem to be made out of brass or gold cover the thing, and huge hinges sit on either side. All right. Any ideas how we're going to get through, or are we just going to melt our way? Uh, can Lulin do an investigation check to see if his proficiency in thieves' tools would be at all helpful? Oh, most certainly he can. Um, 11. It's... It's a big hunk of door, mm. but there are look like a couple of separate smaller locks, and uh, it looks like each of these sides of the door can be opened individually. So as long as you get one side open, 
No matter how heavy, it shouldn't be that difficult. So they look pickable? Probably. You'd have to pick more than one lock, but definitely. I will roll to assist. I don't know if it'll do anything. All right. I mean, worst case scenario, we'll stuff it full of black powder and let her shine. <laughs> the rest of it. Yeah, I'm ready to like blow something what up. What did if you I have roll? To. Four total. Well, that's that's nothing. not as good as my eighteen. I do oh, nothing. Man. You're all right. <laughs> I'm assuming that her assistance is not very helpful. It does no. nothing. She's. Although you managed to get at least one of the first locks on the right side uh, into, a, into a satisfying click, she's no more help than a child locks or keys. I'm a very dexterous plane. person, but I've never picked locks before like these. Yeah, it's not, it's, I could happily break a lock, but yeah, I'm not sure if that's what you guys would want. Oh, I mean, the harder it is to realize what's going on, the better I, I kind of figure. That's well, the valid if, you, if you want to, I mean, as long as we have time for it, I'm fine well, waiting. All right. If you can... Alright, second lock. Um, no, that's a failure. Uh, that's an 11. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna burn my, my first luck point of the day. 17. After a little bit of struggle, you kind of get down the pattern that, although this may not have been the first kind of key that the first lock was, you still managed to get a satisfying click and the feeling that it's unlocked. There are still three more locks remaining on the right-hand side, uh, but... I only need to get one side, right? Yep. Okay. Another three checks to get our way through this. Does, Anyone else want to help? Does Miss Dexterous over here want to want to try to assist? <laughs> I mean, I could try to... It's just, I don't yeah. have any lock-picking skills, so like mm. it would just be... I was thinking I could like try to... Um, like, take a stab at I wanted to like, literally ones. stab it with an ice knife. <laughs> All right, well, I'll investigate first, because if it looks okay. like it's not going to help, it won't help. <laughs> Ten total. <laughs> it's a lock, all right. <laughs> that right there is a lock. Pretty good lock. Well, I can tell you that it's a it's a very unique lock, and she, it's going to be very difficult for you to break. She tries it. the handle, just pushes. Right. It's, it's locked. Are, are you trying? Are you trying the handle? Can I? I thought I wasn't sure if these were locks like above the handle or. The, the handles are like two big knockers oh, okay. that are down I'll to the bottom. I'll try the handles. On which side? The right or the left? <laughs> the one that he's not on. So I guess the left side. Alright, I need you to make a, a oh, strength you, check for me. <laughs> oh my god, a strength check! Oh my god, no. Everyone, please just bear with me here. Well, I rolled a 17, but it's minus 3. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's 14 total. That's, not, that's better than 11, okay? Yeah. <laughs> 14 you, total. Alright, I need... Everybody else to quickly make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, what knockers indeed. <laughs> oh my. Twelve. Sixteen. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. You are the wisest of them all. <laughs> Everyone but Shia. Uh-oh. Uh, as she yanks on this door, it almost surprisingly opens with what seems like little ease. There's what feels like a chill coming through it, almost as if cold air's been released. Ishaya, though, you, for the moment, for the first time in a long time, since you thought you were going to be dying alone on Kaladesh, you feel this overwhelming sense of fear. Oh my god. Right now, you are terrified of anything and everyone. Oh cool. god, no. Oh, like, no. including us? Like, it... Everything. Oh, God. Legitimately, <laughs> everything you see before you, with the exception of yourself, 
is scary. <laughs> oh my god, no. So I'm just like on an acid trip or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Basically. Bad trip. You are on a very bad trip right now. Sweet. <laughs> you can make a you can make a charisma saving throw if you like. Alright. Ow. Plus four. Okay. Oh. Ten. You are still scared shitless. Shit. Mm-hmm. But you can move a little bit now. Everybody else, uh, you can do insight to try and figure out why he's suddenly so quiet. I'm just moving that. away from them because I'm afraid of them. Four plus? God. Eleven. Thirteen. Eleven. He's just... He, you know, it's finally peaceful. Chicken. He's not talking about himself. Oh, now. this is wonderful. Finally. We're making progress and this one shut up. <laughs> All right. Nemox got no f***ing idea. Nemox is oblivious. How am I so stupid as to think they wouldn't just leave it unlocked? Should I have looked for a key under the doormat, too? <laughs> Should he have? Yeah, that would have solved a lot of our problems. <laughs> so, like, is this door open enough that can I, like, look and see what, what it looks like in here? Oh, definitely. I'm gonna do that thing. I'm gonna All look right. and see. <laughs> Alright, just, thing. uh, perception? I rolled a perfect 20! Yes! Plus, You, whatever. as you... Yeah. Plus, it doesn't matter. Peek yeah. around the corner of the store, see a relatively well-lit hallway. Torches and braziers seem to be spread out every so often. And continuing down, several large statues uh, seem to be in place. You've seen these kind of statues before. These are quite clearly gargoyles. Alright, well, it looks like we've run into our first friends up ahead, everyone. Great. Hope you're prepared. I hope you all are, are well-versed in, in speaking with gargoyles, because that's who is up ahead. Uh, guys, maybe we shouldn't Go in there. You don't really have a choice. Remember I, the money. No Think in. of the money. And the really Mirari bad... that he promised to give you. I mean, I love money, but I, I'm Remember having the, a, a... the bats told me... A bad chill That here. nothing that can be found inside is as worse as an the army bats. of bats. I don't, I don't know. Look, you, you, we, we can't go on without you. We can't just leave you here. You have to just snap out of it and let's go. Okay. Right. You can make another charisma. Uh, you can make another charisma saving throw with advantage now. All right. So ten. All right. That that is enough for you to finally kind of shake this fear. It's still a little bit there, but it's enough that you're not terrified of everything. But you are certainly suspicious. Just just be careful, guys. I, this doesn't seem right. We're going to be careful. Just calm down, man. <laughs> All right. Let's head in there. Yeah. All right. So as you step in, Nymphia, you in particular yes. notice that some of the tiles on the floor seem to be raised very slightly above the other ones. All right. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has noticed, but as we walk into this room, not all these tiles are of equal height. Uh, I'm going to take a direct look at them. All right. Because that sounds like some trap shit. Am I, because she pointed them out and I'm intentionally looking at them, can I roll with advantage? Yeah. Well, you rolled high enough anyway. Oh, Because so, <laughs> she pointed them out. I lowered right. them. These are raised on purpose, and some of them, because of the way that there's a little bit of, it's like grinding along the edges, have clearly been stepped on and sunken into the ground. Mm-hmm. You're not quite sure what they are, but you probably don't want to step on them. I am going to use prestidigitation to make them different colors. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Ooh, Everyone that's standing up is now uh, hot pink. Sweet. <laughs> hot pink. Hot Beautiful. Pink. All right. Sexy. Great. Let's move on. Yeah. I'm ready All to right. get, this, get this show you, on the road. You continue down, somewhat slowly, avoiding stepping on the pink ones. 
until you get towards uh, the end of this hallway. There's another door. This one's wooden, though, and doesn't appear to be locked, but it has large handles, almost like the one at the entrance. Um, does Nemok have passive detect magic? He does, but he's not detecting anything. Nothing magical on these I'm doors. I'm just going to go for the door again. All right. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Are you if just the last push one was open? fine, I'm going to go ahead and try to you, open it. Are you pulling or pushing? Uh, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna pull a little bit and see if it pulls. Uh, it it's clearly one of like the push doors. The handles. Okay, are there I hope just no covered. one noticed. I'm gonna push. Why would you ask that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to open it whatever way it opens. <laughs> okay, as you push this door open, Actually lifts up instead. Uh, right, you yeah, get it about a quarter of the way open it's before a suicide door. <laughs> you start getting what feels like a little bit of resistance and a sound almost like jingling, like you're pushing into a pile of rocks. Hmm. This one's not going to open so easily. Uh, if you want, you can try and make a strength check to keep it open. Who wants to try to open this door for me instead? <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone want to try to make this budge? It seems that there's something in the way. I I certainly can. Lulin's going to look the whole thing over first before we right. start trying to force it. Are, are you going to like take a look through uh, the door to see what's inside? Yeah. You, blocking it? You, you don't even have to roll for this. It is money. Oh, so it's just heaps of gold. There, oh, oh, not gold. This is platinum. There are, you know what? I think I know how we can solve this. Nemok, here comes the part where you put heaps, scads of money inside your tiny little balls. Ah, very well. (laughs) Uh, Get the Marari. We can all try to push it at the same time. I'm going to roll for athletics because I'm proficient in it. Can we all push it? I'm going to roll first. It is going to be athletics. We're all going to try to push on this damn door. 15 minus 2. 13. 22. 15 minus 3. So 12. 8. <laughs> All right, so you're the most helpful. <laughs> Yay. So without too much difficulty pressing against what is a large pile of platinum coins, you manage to get this door open. I'm going to pick some up off the ground and put it in my pocket because I feel like it. <laughs> Go for it. You have picked up 15 platinum pieces. Woo-hoo! You rolled 15? Mm-hmm. You picked up 25 platinum pieces. I'm letting Nemok put all the platinum pieces into balls. He, Nemok is starting on this, but you realize that he has to first create the borders of it and then pull them together. No, I was, so it's, he's, it's, he's got it's, time. It's going to take him a couple of minutes. I mean, he's... You want to check out the rest of You said of it's like 10,000 go- oh, coins like in the- a single ball, right? About yeah. Yeah, so I I he can take his time. I'm gonna look around the room. So you All right. Is this uh, open like the whole investigation? Way uh, investigation. Fourteen plus sixteen. It's not plus sixteen. The the result is I, I figured. <laughs> I kinda want if it was plus sixteen we'd have a couple of problems here, but you would never investigate. You are very clearly way. cheating, sir. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Looking up above it looks like there are portions of the ceiling that almost seem like a grate. And they're small piles of platinum themselves that seem to be lined up under these, almost as if they've been pushed through for some reason. So does it seem like this is kind of like a hopper, that when it's full up, they just let the, the coins fall into this into the, the money hole? Or... Kind of. Okay. Uh, but on the other side is a very... what looks like a very sturdy door. Uh, okay. Um, how is it locked? Or is it locked? Uh, it really doesn't seem to have a lock on its own. It's just a door that seems to be closed. But if you'd like to investigate, you can. Is there any wiring attached to it? 
there doesn't seem to be any wiring at all. Um, so that is a 15. As you start kind of look this over, you peek through the tiny crack there, and you notice that although most of it seems clear, there's what looks like a board going across to keep the door closed on the other side. Hmm. Then I am going to take my cutlass. Okay. I'm going to push the door open as much as I can. It does not budge very far. I, it doesn't need to. I just need to get my cutlass between mm-hmm. the crack and okay. lift up. All right. Well, this will be athletics. Cool. Uh, 16. You, with a little bit of trouble, uh, managed to get this, or at least one side of the board, up enough for the cutlass. It's a little bit more difficult than you would expect than when you're trying to balance. Alright, so as you kind of get this open, the, the weight of the platinum itself seems to push the door open slightly. Cool. Uh, and almost on cue, the tiny pile of platinum you were standing on seems to shrink and almost disappear out from under your feet. And Mimak goes, alright, well, I have it all in this one right here. Anybody want to hold on to it or should I just keep it tight? Yoink. <laughs> All right, all right. Moving I don't on. even thank him. <laughs> Moving on. What's on the other side of the door? I don't know yet. The dungeon master hasn't told us. <laughs> oh my god. So, anyone who wants to look on the other side of the door right now. I okay. presume I would have seen it when the oh, door definitely. opened after yeah. the platinum shoved it open. Is there still uh, platinum on the ground? There's like one or two straight pieces. I'm going to find, points just I'm gonna my find those last couple. I'm a scavenger. I'm going to find any last pieces that I can. All right. You can add four more pieces of Thank platinum. You. A little bit looks like a rather short hallway before her. It looks like a large spiral staircase leading down. Okay, uh, guys. There's a rather short hallway with what looks like a spiral staircase at the end. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's continue down. I don't seem to detect anything. But we'll let's still be on high alert. Yeah. Do we have any indication that we're even heading in the correct direction of our final objective? <laughs> well, I feel a stronger magical force from down below. So okay, I'm going to so assume... no, we're just kind of going on gut feeling. Okay, great. Look, just be honest with me. We... Not that's all I'm asking. We're in vaults. That's where we're in they vaults. Should be it it that's would be where here they somewhere. Would want us to believe. Listen, be. keep in mind the Bat Mafia told me there's nothing down here. Worse than the Bat Mafia. I thought you were about to end that with there's nothing down here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fuck it. We got got something we came for. Except scads of money. (laughs) The worst of the worst guards is all they keep down here because the Bat Mafia is their first line of defense. If I was a member of the Bat Mafia, I'd probably talk myself up too. Worst of the worst guards in terms of just... I was told they were pretty incompetent. Well, whatever. As long as we're heading in some direction that someone believes is correct, that's fine with me. Onward we go! All right, all Onwards right. And I'll take point. And Good. This spiral staircase seems to go far down, almost as if you've been walking for a couple of minutes now before finally you see not stairs, uh, and you've reached another Did floor. You go up? This down goes further. deep, apparently. Ooh. Before you is a small opening to two very large doors. The two braziers on uh, braziers on either side. The flames that they're producing are almost a pale white. The doorway itself uh, has what looks like elegant gold trim, but otherwise doesn't seem to be anything noticeable about it. Um, no locks in particular. Thank you for joining us at Plane Shift. We don't have any advertisers for this break, so I'm not going to read you any marketing copy. 
Instead, today's episode is brought to you by Tabletop Gaming. You don't need the table, but it helps. And now, back to the episode. Okay. Yeah, so we were about to Do some open shit. a door. I don't detect anything magic about the door itself, but I can say with decent certainty that there is a lot of magic in the room behind it. Are you prepared, just in case? I had nothing ventured, nothing gained. No uh, one's gonna head forward and look at the door. For the most part, it looks pretty simple. There's no bars, no lock, no nothing like that. Let's mm. push the door open. As you open this door underneath these busy city streets is a massive vault. There is gold piles aplenty. There are pedestals and things and crowns and scepters and gems quite literally just haphazardly tossed everywhere. A couple of items seem like they're neatly kept on display, but even they seem to have been there for a while. And there's a, str- a small pathway with what looks like a velvet carpet uh, careens its way through the bottom of this, where there's not enough gold uh, to get in the way of walking. Can I cast Detect Magic to see if... As your Detect Magic kind of rolls back to you this information, there are a substantial number of not necessarily magical items, but magical things around here. Mm-hmm. For some reason, some of the gold itself seems to almost be giving a magical kind of feedback. It's it's kind of... Sensory overload. It's a sensory of. overload okay. for right now. Is anybody else doing anything? Lillian's going to walk through the path. Uh, as you kind of careen around one specific corner, you notice, sitting on a pedestal, a, a sword. The handle itself seems to be almost encrusted with gold, and a, a pommel looks like a very bizarre sun that sticks out uh, with four <laughs> exceptionally long rays. I presume it's... No, this, this feels like the beginning of Aladdin. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank goodness. Is there a magical? What's ma- what magical presence is closest to me? The uh, is what appears to be a small red gem sitting on a pile of gold. All right, I'm probably gonna just go. Can I roll an exactly arcana check? Arcana check on that. <laughs> this is literally what okay. happens. <laughs> seventeen total. A seventeen. Yes. You're not entirely certain what this gem does, but it has an attunement almost to fire. I'm just gonna... Toss it to her side. (laughs) (laughs) Stick it in my pocket for now. Uh, As you try to pull the gem up, it doesn't seem to want to come up from the gold itself. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Invader! Gold (laughs) Valanche! It just doesn't seem to want to move. And as you try to move and pull some of the other gold, it, although you can, like, turn it and twist it, it doesn't seem to come up from the rest of the gold that's surrounding it. Okay, that's weird. Anyone else find this weird? (laughs) Totally normal! (laughs) This entire past few days has been weird. (laughs) (laughs) I frown and follow Loyland through the path, I guess. Alright. But you hear... Oh, thank goodness. Well, good news. Found it. Bad news? I can't move it. I'm not quite sure what, and my spatial magic doesn't seem to be working here. <laughs> I'm just picturing what are your weak little noodly arms. <laughs> <coughs> I'd rather not try and do something I could set off any magical traps, but there is something unusual. Uh, there are quite a couple of things that don't seem to be magical that should be, and this worries me. 
I can see that over there. And he gestures at a delicately carved hilt of a sword. There is a small picture of what looks like a sun rising and a warrior stamped in looks like black ash along its pommel. Now that is bitching, and it should be magical. Right, right. That's <laughs> but it is. Badass. <laughs> Gotta do a history check or something? Uh, if you'd like, yeah. 16 total. You're... Well, you were still on your home plane. Uh, you had been told about certain items that, uh, one of which was a sword that seemed to be made out of pure water, that uh, almost like a whip at some times. And you'd heard rumor that there were other swords like this of different elements. This one seems to be like that, but particularly bonded with a sun. Uh, unfortunately though, from what you can look at it and what your detect magic tells you, it's most certainly not magical. Okay. Hmm. Wanna try picking it up? Sure. So as you lift up this hilt, it doesn't seem to like stay like any of the other things you picked up before. So she can move the hilt? Yeah, she can move the hilt without any trouble. Uh, something's bothering me. Well, what isn't? Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that the Orzhov would just leave their treasures haphazardly scattered around like this. If I were them, I'd present them in a better way, especially leaving something that they... Uh, can we do an intelligence check all around to see if we can piece together or, like, spot any other clues or any other Most items that certainly. stand go out for here. it. Anyone who wants to make an intelligence check, you can go right ahead. Why not? Sixteen. Eight. Sixteen. Okay. So... Two 16s and buckus. <laughs> yeah, and nothing worth sharing. <laughs> so, as, as you kind of start to, to look around at these piles that are almost a little unusually shapen. Like, it's very clearly gold, but like, gold doesn't look like it was just thrown in there. It looks almost as if it's been purposefully arranged like this. So, uh, which one of you two rolled uh, lower, Cecilia or Ishaya? I rolled uh, a four. Alright, so huh? you, in your scavenging nature, have been trying to look for stuff that's not somehow pried down, and you do find one thing. Uh, it's a it looks like a slightly larger gold piece, but you're rather happy to have something that's not trying to pull itself back down to the ground. Mm. Uh, as you look it over, though, uh, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw really quick. Oh god. Fingers crossed! Alright, I rolled 18 plus 5. As you're holding this, you feel it start to move, and you pull your hand back just in time as one side of the coin seems to snap almost with a mouth really quick before falling to the ground. Oh, God. It starts to squirm and change shape a little bit from being a gold piece to kind of get more animate features. You're pretty certain this is a mimic. Yep. <laughs> All right, it appears that there are some mimics around here. Just keep a sharp eye out and uh, as, don't lose a finger. As you start shouting this, <laughs> there is a loud, almost wail from Nemok. A poof brings him right next to you back in the velvet, going, There's more than a few. As some of the gold itself starts to shake and move, and what was once just a bunch of gold pieces turns into a ton of tiny little mouths that start to seemingly gnaw and move around. I want everybody to roll initiative really quick. Uh, crit. 
Good God. All right. I also have a 15. Okay. Nymphia, what'd you roll? Eight. What the f***? What? Everything has just critically failed its initiative. Yay! (laughs) Everything else has rolled a one. Oh my God. All right. So, because of how piss poor terribly everything in this room, particularly all of the mimics, have rolled, we're going to count this as a surprise round. Sweet. Everyone here has gotten the jump on these guys first. Mm-hmm. So, you're kind of clumped together in a group. Nemox with you now, uh, readying himself. And there appear to be three large piles of gold that have seemed to take in form. All of them seem to be made of small, gibbering mouths, each ready to bite. Uh, so, what are you going to do? Um, are they kind of clumped together or are they spread all around? They're, they're kind of spread out. They're uh, more closer to the corners of the room. It's, it's big enough that you have some room there uh, between all of them and you, and what appears to be actual gold. Luelan's going to draw a sword, mm-hmm. let them get close, and keep entangled prepped. So I'm going to pull my turn. Cecilia? All right. Um, all right, I would like to use uh, Snylock Snowball Swarm. Well, I do. I wrote it down. So a flurry of magic snowballs erupts from a point you choose within range. Each creature within a five-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a dex saving throw. And then anybody who fails with it gets a 3d6 cold damage. The phrase magic snowball makes me so happy. Yes, <laughs> magic, <laughs> magic snowball. snowball. Yeah. Alright, well I'm gonna do that thing. I'm gonna aim at, at an there, area of them. How many of them did you say that? There are about three different piles of mimics, but they're each pretty big, so I'm gonna say you can only hit about one of them. Uh, yeah. with this one. That's I'll, why Lulu's holding his I'll aim for like the one that's like a little bit farther away, I guess, then. just. Alright. Yeah. Alright, then pile number three. So, uh, a DC 15, you said? Uh, I have my spell save DC as 16 on my sheet. Alright, it was not ready for a torrent of evil snowballs. Evil <laughs> snowballs! Roll your damage. Three, one, a four, a four, a one! Hooray! Alright, so nine damage. Nine! All the snowballs! <laughs> this, as these snowballs rain down on this pile of mimics, these evil snowballs start crushing some of them. They little squeals came before they kind of flap from being a coin to this unidentifiable blob that kind of withers away almost within seconds of retaining to its original form. Is shy? Yes. Um, are there any <coughs> particularly large mimics, or are they all the small? They. For the most part, they seem to be nothing but just a number of smaller mimics. All right, I'm going to use my cantra produce flame, mm-hmm. and according to the uh, the rules thing, I can like throw it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to throw them around them to kind of corral them into a small area. I would right. say you can certainly huck it, but making a wall of fire, uh, not something you can really do with this. Just one. I just don't want them to like scatter away. I just kind of want to like sort of guide them. All right, if you want to, if you want to make sure that they can't catch your flank because that flank is on fire. Yep. Go for it. So you're aiming to the side of them, not onto them. Yeah. You can go ahead and you know I'm just gonna say because you're not technically hitting something, you can just huck this fucking flame right and come next to them. All right. Fire. All right. So there was a small fire, uh, and the mimics seem to kind of move away very slightly from this as much as they can. Is it my turn? Oh, it is most certainly right. your turn. So how close are these to each other? They're a good 20 feet uh, 
uh, apart. They're so there's three groups, each twenty feet apart from each other. Uh, yes, about. Uh, let me let me think for a minute. Then that changes my action. So I have a spell called Spike Growth. Mm-hmm. The ground within a twenty foot radius twists and sprouts hard spikes and thorns. The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes two d four piercing damage for every five feet it travels. If the, the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Are you sure it just doesn't look like a field of Legos or Any something? Creature- <laughs> <laughs> Any, Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom check against my spell DC to have any idea whether or not the terrain is hazardous. I, there's no way they're going to pass this. All right. All right. So you're throwing this like right underneath them? Bam. Right there. All right. So uh, I pa- I'm, I'm going it... to be picking whichever group is closest to me since it's a 20 foot radius. All right. You're going to go. You're going to be hitting the one that Cecilia previously threw some evil snowballs on. So yes. that that group is screwed. Oh yeah. They're going to be. How much damage is it? Because it just popped up out of them. Six damage. All right. To every one of them. With this mimic pile, or this one mimic pile that has now had thorns and evil snowballs thrown at it, is looking a little bit less than the other two right now, substantially so. Uh, small, little withered mimic baby bodies are lying down there. Because all of them critically failed on their initiative, we're going to start everyone again. If you'd all like right. to take your action out Yeah, I might as well attack the dudes that are in the, the other group that isn't completely wiped the f*** out. Um... <laughs> Lulan is going to use Thorn Whip. Thorn Whip? Oh. Thorn Whip. He is going to Thorn Whip these mimics. Okay. That is going to be a spell attack. No, that, that definitely hits. I rolled a 19. Oh, yeah. You most certainly hit. <laughs> All right. So that is going to be a D6 of piercing damage. Oh, man. You should have done the one I had already attacked because you would have forced them to take more damage. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> you're, you're gonna hit the other one. Yeah. No, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that to yank the ones that she ensorcelled to yank them through the thorns. <laughs> All right. So how many feet? You're t- you they're taking it's, it's ten feet. Okay, so they take. They'll take four. Two d four for every five feet. Yeah. I know I have more than one four. All right. So Somewhere. as you strike this whip, allow two more crack. Ripples through as you the tip of it just pierces through one of these mimic babies and embeds itself kind of in more of a swarm as you yank back with the whip. Uh, the swarm itself kind of seems to almost try and attach and almost eat the whip itself. Well, it should actually be two d six, but two d six. So another three. So they're taking four damage. All right. Okay. In addition to however much damage they take from being dragged. So I got. Six for the first five feet and mm-hmm. four for the second five feet. Alright, these mimics are hurt. As you yank back with this whip, the kind of conglomerate of mimics holding onto it rolls forward onto these spikes that Nymphia had previously set in place. A couple of them topple on, and you see smaller, withered mimic corpses start to form up on the bottom of this as there's almost a chittering squeal of pain. You pull your thorn whip back, although you notice the very tip of it seems to be missing. You held your action, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can go again? Oh, yes. Alright. Um, <laughs> Dear well, God. I'm going to, because I have dual wielding, I have a bonus action. So I'm going to shoot at him. <laughs> go for it. 
Uh, critical success. Woo. Dear God, that's a crit. Oh right? shit, yeah. that's a twenty. That's a nat twenty. So that is two d ten. That is two d ten piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Here's my other d ten. So, uh, okay. I'm doing ten damage to the swarm. Really of quick. Um, really quick. Take one of those and re-roll it, and you're gonna take the lowest roll and discard that one. All right. Okay. So. 13 instead. All right. This one pile of mimics that has had the absolute crap eaten out of it. It's more withering mimic corpses than it was gold coins before. Although you can certainly see where the gold coins are. In fact, some of the small mimics are trying to hide behind the gold coins themselves. Uh, the other group that is trying to hide, I'm going to firebolt them. Go right ahead. This has worked out pretty well for me so far. 22 to hit. Most certainly hits. And that is going to be 16. <sighs> and this is at the other uh, horde? At the other horde. These mimics in the other horde, almost as if they weren't expecting a bolt of fire to come flying out of your hands and at them, hit straight into what was originally a small pocket. And there is a wail of pain, the sound of hundreds of baby mimics all crying out at once. Uh, and then suddenly silenced as a good chunk of this pile of mimics themselves seem to slump to the ground in the same dissolving fashion as the other mimic bodies that you've seen so far. This pile looks substantially smaller than it was before. So, Cecilia, I believe it's your turn. Alright, at this point, how many... So, there is one pile of mimics that uh, is kind of being, you know, kept at bay by a small blob of fire that's trying to maneuver its way around that. One of them is looking very badly and looks like it's more gold than it is uh, Mimic Children at this point. And the other one is hurting, but not nearly as much as the first. Um, one of them's still rather healthy, though. I'm going to use Vicious Mockery against the one that is doing pretty good right now. I'm going to make it feel really shitty. You're going to yell at the Mimics? I'm going to say, If you're going to use Vicious Mockery, you better actually provide us with an insult. Oh yeah, I'm going to insult I... the Mimics. Good. The, the one Mimic that, that thinks it's hot shit, mm-hmm. I'm going to insult that one. Literally hot shit. Yeah. Okay, okay. You Mimics are a bunch of fakers. <laughs> you're the worst Mimic I've ever seen in my life. I can tell exactly what you were immediately, which is a faker and an absolute loser. You'll never amount to anything. And that's why you're a Mimic. Because you'll be nothing without your power to be something else. You're a loser, Mimic. You're an absolute loser. Oh my god. Alright, okay. so you take uh, 2d4 psychic damage. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to roll those 2d4 with advantage for that. That was just yes. that good. Oh, two sixes, so twelve. Yes. <laughs> All right. That that's, really hurt. That's the, the one. I was going. For, I was going for the jugular. <laughs> what a mimic dick! All right. Maybe Anything you else? Mimic a dick. <laughs> mimic a dick, because that's what you are. <laughs> Anything else? Or roll again. <laughs> roll more damage. Roll more damage. <laughs> I'm gonna add some fire to that burn. <laughs> <laughs> How did nice. I guess? <laughs> So, yeah, I'm going to throw the Produce Flame spell at them again, but directly at them this time. Roll the hit this time, yeah. Four. That most certainly does not hit. <laughs> you oh, you kind of setting more shit on fire. You, you almost... Okay, you aim way too high. You kind of hit the wall of this clump of flame, which is still kind of burning, but 
It's not really burning anything. It's gonna soon go out on its own. But you're you're pretty certain that you're just going like, yeah. See, that can happen to you. <laughs> yeah. So if you want, you can try and make uh, an intimidation. I don't know how to intimidate a mimic. <laughs> yes, you do. Do I? All right. I guess you... I'll, I'll try. Just so reminded. Just, 17. just reminded that you are the thing that you always are. <laughs> You don't have to pretend to be something else. <laughs> this, surprisingly, this mimic seems to almost stop and have paused for a moment, thinking to itself, "This is this may be a bad idea." All right, Nymphia, it's your I turn again. again. Okay, so there's three piles of mimics. There are three piles of mimics. Uh, one of them is looking terrible. Two of them are looking okay, but still not too happy. All right, so I want to do the in between one. All right. Okay, so I'm gonna cast Moonbeam on the in between. Okay. Forty. So it's a five foot radius. Mm-hmm. Forty foot high cylinder. Until the spell ends, dim light fills the cylinder. When a creature enters the spell's area, it takes two d10 radiant damage. On a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. Are these shape changers? They, they technically are, yes. A shape changer makes its saving throw with disadvantage. Okay. Really? If it fails, it also instantly reverts to its original form and can't assume a different form until it leaves the spell's light. Okay. That's what's happening right now. And you're, you're doing this on the one that's like... Yeah, I'm going to do like the mi- middle one. So it's... Uh... So any anyone within a five foot radius, so... Mm-hmm. And you can move it later, right, I think? Yes, I can Any, I can use an action to move it 60 feet in any direction I want. So, uh, what's the... 2d10, anyone in it right now. 15 <laughs> is the spell, my spell save. And they do it with disadvantage? If they're sh- shapeshifters, they do it with disadvantage. Well, it rolled a 6 both times, so this is most certainly hitting. All right. I got eight total. And it is forced to revert to its original form. Yes. What was once a pile of coins, several of them with mouths, it's now what looks like a mixed pile of about a quarter coins and quite a number of what looks like small, braid, gibbering mouths. A good number of them seem to be squealing and kind of sinking and almost looking like they're falling apart. But many of them are still there and are still very angry. This mimic, how this pile of mimics, however, is really not looking good. And I think we are finally on to the mimics themselves. Oh man! So the the healthiest looking pile of mimics, uh, originally, although afraid of uh, Ishaya, is now starting to make its beeline. It moves a little bit closer and then kind of raises up its form. It twists and turns and swings, and a small batch of little mimics, their mouths gibbering open, fly out towards Cecilia. Cecilia, I'm gonna need you to uh, roll a dexterity saving throw really quick. Okay. Eight total, unfortunately. <laughs> a, a small number of mimics fly through the air, landing on you and your clothing. And start to nip and bite at you. So you're going to be taking, you'll be taking nine damage in total, uh, six piercing and three acid, as these 
little mimic babies are starting to gnaw at you. The second pile of mimics, the one that is caught in the moonbeam and has more gibbering mouths and pieces of gold than it is uh, an actual pile of what would have been mimics, starts to kind of move closer, specifically towards uh, Nymphia, uh, to get out of the way of this moonbeam that was directly on top of it. And it gets pretty far, but it doesn't get right up next to you. However, it's substantially closer. And it, too, starts to kind of rear up as a couple of mimic babies are being thrown at you. Uh, so, again, uh, dexterity saving throw. I believe in you. Let's Roll see. higher than I did. <laughs> 16 plus 18 total. You successfully kind of seeing what just happened to Cecilia dodge out of the way as these mimics fly past and in fact hit another mimic pile. Uh, although for the most part they seem to just be absorbed into a pile of mimics themselves. Wait, which mimic pile? I want to make sure. Oh, it's, None it's... of them are passing through my moonbeam or my <laughs> my thorns. That's all I care about. Just making sure. Well, I've made a note of that. So, the final one in their thorns uh, starts to move and is immediately caught in pain from the thorns underneath of it. But in this pain, it's using that to try and roll as it unnaturally seems to bounce and jump, leaping closer. So you can roll your damage again for your thorns if you'd like. Three damage. Three damage. Ooh, not the most. As it kind of bounds a little bit closer and starts to wind up and toss more mimics, uh, this time again at you, Nymphia. Mimic babies being spat at you. Again, dexterity saving. Mm-hmm. Okay, another one. Do you, have a, do you have a way to describe it? No, I like spat. Or <laughs> <laughs> <just> like... <coughs> 16. 16? Mm-hmm. You, again, just dodge out of the way of these mimic babies as they fly miraculously past you, missing just about everything behind you except for the floor. I'm dodging all this shit. I'm just imagining, like, someone standing behind her just mm-hmm. getting smacked with all these mimics. Right. <laughs> just, oh, God! Oh, no. <laughs> Finally... Nemok, coming out of his little stupor of watching the Morari that he worked so hard on fall to the ground, a group of mimics that were previously underneath it, move out of the way, snaps back to reality for a second. Oops, there goes gravity. Oops! <laughs> In a literal sense, as Nemok himself and what looked like the larger pile of mimics are now floating off the ground. Nemok's more stabilized where the mimics themselves seem to be helplessly kind of swarming and floating, almost biting each other to try and get out of this. (sighs) This is not going to end well for anything that I have on me, but I can see a good chance of them being useful. I'll try to collect a few. And he kind of directs himself, floating even higher up. I made this one vulnerable. Let's try to take it out as quickly as we can. Uh, And it's going to go back. Woo! Kill it! <laughs> the one's gonna move forward and attack it with his cutlass. Uh, which one? The floating one or the one that's really hurting? The one that's really hurting. Go right ahead. Uh, that's a crit! Woo! Uh, so that is nine slashing damage. Nine? Yep. Alright. As you cut through this small horde of mimics, you collide with quite a couple of gold pieces, but not enough to to really stop you. And as you clean through to the other side, 
the split bit of mimic guts and tiny faulting mimics almost whimpers to the ground as what's left before you is only a small pile of gold, no mouths whatsoever. But because of your brilliant stroke with your cutlass, falling above you and not necessarily onto you, a good number of gold pieces seem to be almost raining down. Oh, it just holds his hands <laughs> open and he's just like, yes, <laughs> I deserve <laughs> this. <laughs> I deserve this. <laughs> Alright, if you'd like, uh, you can move up to ten feet closer to another mimic. Uh, well, the only other group of mimics is the one that Nemok has suspended in the air that he's going to try to capture, right? Uh, yeah, but even so, that's pretty big to throw into a, a thing, especially if half of it's gold. Alright, then Luan's going to move ten feet towards them and take another shot with his pistol. Go for it. Just into the floating horde. Am I attacking with advantage? Uh... No. Since they're suspended in the air. They are, in fact, suspended, so yes. Advantage. Uh, so that is going to be 26. Roll damage really quick. Six. This pistol rips through kind of one of the outer edges of the mimic, taking with it quite a number of small, chittering mimics that seamlessly break off from the bigger horde and fall to the ground, limp and unmoving. Cecilia... Uh, it's your go again. You can decide what you're going to be doing. There are There is one pile floating up there. There is another pile that moved out of the way of a giant moonbeam that no longer resembles gold coins so much as it does a mass of mouths. Uh, and there is one very dead pile of mimics. Okay. Um, let's go with... Well, I know. We're playing D&D. <laughs> let's do, I'm going to do Magic Missile. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna shoot magic missile at it. All right. Well, magic missile doesn't need to hit. So All roll right. your fucking damage. On it just that. happens. Are you on the flying one or the one that's kind of hurting on the ground? And looks like chittering mouths. Oh, uh, let's go with the one on the ground. Okay. The right. one you were mocking before. Yeah, I'm just I'm just a hater. Fourteen. Alright, you, as your four darts of magic missile spear into this thing, the chittering mouths seem to be cut down substantially, and there is a lot less chittering and a lot more dying going on around you. Perfect. <laughs> Everything I've ever wanted. Alright, Ishai, you're up. The, the flying one's like a big one, right? Yep. I'm gonna focus my attention on that and cast Chill Touch. Um, Don't you have to touch it? I do, I'm gonna jump at it. I'm gonna jump at it! <laughs> That's the opposite of burning. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna touch the butt. Touch the butt? Oh no, I don't know what I do. I'm touch the butt. My chill test says it's a ranged spell attack. Oh? Is it? Yeah, oh. you create a ghostly skeletal hand in the space of a creature within range. Well, then I jump to make sure I'm in range. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, I don't think you actually have to touch it. You can do it up to 120 feet. Yeah, this is not a fine. touch. Spell. Yeah, no. Okay. This is called chill touch. Chill touch it's made like me go chill. like, is that it's like touch. chill? Let me touch you. Let me touch you. <laughs> okay, so 16. Um, so that's 20, and then it deals 2d8 damage. So 2d8 plus three. Necrotic seven. damage. Seven necrotic damage. This is the bigger one exploding. Yep. Yeah. I touched it. 
You touched it and touched the butt. <laughs> <laughs> you touched the butt of this mimic, and you know yeah. what? A good number of small <laughs> mimic children start falling off this thing. Along with them is uh, a couple of pieces of gold. If you'd like, you can make a dexterity saving throw to catch a few. Actually, no, I'm not gonna try to catch it because once it falls to the ground, I can just pick it up. Fair enough. All right, Nymphia. All right, so there is one completely obliterated pile of mimics that okay. uh, was run through by a cutlass. There is a large pile of mimics floating above, and there's a pile of mimics that is very much hurting and is clearly not resembling what people would assume to be a mimic, instead more like a chittering host of small mouths. So, can I use my action to move my moonbeam to the oh, you can. pretty much almost dead pile? Oh yes, go right ahead. Alright. I'm, I'm willing to give it that you can like have the beam like cut in a giant circle, go over the floating one, and go to the other one if you'd like. So, like, 60 feet total, but it's passing over. It's pa- it would be passing over both of them, but it would still be in 60 feet. Alright. Just because I picture you just commanding a giant moonbeam to cut through things. Just hysterical. Alright, so 2d10 on a failed success, shape changers have disadvantage. Okay, so 15 damage. 15 damage. Total. Well, both of them failed. Yay! So... As you cut through the one, it cries out in pain as more small mimic children fall off of this thing. And as you loop around, closing on top of the other one, its chittering mouths, the moonbeam coming to finally rest on that, a squeal and a lot less movement falls out as what seems to only remain other than these small, slowly disintegrating mimic mimic carcasses is the gold itself. Do I have time to pick up any of this gold? <laughs> Probably. You're, you're close enough that you could grab it if you'd like. So can I just, like, take a small handful and stick it in my pocket? <laughs> my pocket! <laughs> Mango savings for later. <laughs> uh, you grab... You, you pick about ten gold pieces right, up in this fine. quick, like, little grab there. The final mimic floating around in the air is trying to wiggle and ride its way free uh, from Nemox's spell, but... <laughs> Unfortunately, seems too confused of which direction to go, and it aimlessly throws itself every which way, making no progress whatsoever. Nemok himself is going to start channeling to form a bubble around this so that he can take it with him. <laughs> and he... Pokeball go. Right. My god. What happened? He just crit failed oh. trying to make a bubble around this thing. Oh no. Oh, no. What does that mean? <laughs> It means that, uh... He formed a bubble around himself. Oh, no. <laughs> right. Oh, God, no! <laughs> he can't. He can't really do that. But... That's what you think. Uh, he most certainly has lost the concentration on the flight spell that, or the negate gravity spell that he had put on himself and this mimic. And now Uh-oh. he and this mimic are crashing down to the ground. Uh-oh. Uh, so, Nemok, despite his lost concentration of trying to throw this thing into a bubble... Manages to flawlessly stick the landing. Unfortunately for the Mimic, however, it is not looking very good. Mm. As it crashes into the ground and the weight of the gold pieces seems to do a damn decent amount of damage to it. It's not looking very good. It looks like it's on its last legs, or last Mimics, as it could be said. Mimicky legs. The second time around, Mimok, not having to concentrate on keeping himself flying successfully forms a small bubble and packs the last remaining literal one hit point worth of mimics Aww. into this little bubble 
carefully pl- carefully picking up and tucking inside of his robe. Well, that's not what I expected. You think the Orzov would have been able to catch on to the mimics being in here? Well, unless they put him down here. You said they wouldn't be leaving anything unprotected. It, it's a valid point, but... The bats did not tell me about this. Might just be the bats didn't know. So, uh, now that combat has ended, anybody who wants to take a look around, and I believe your uh, detect magic is still up, so you can yeah. take a look. Uh, can I go back to that, like, ruby item you that I saw? most certainly can. Any you difference? can try to find it. Uh, there will be uh, perception really quick. Oh, shit. Three plus... Ten total. You do manage to find what looks like the ruby you were holding earlier. Unfortunately, there seems to be something you didn't quite account for. It was one of the mimics, in fact. Aww. So now I just have a mimic corpse that's beautiful? Yeah. Okay, I'll accept that. With your detect magic, there is a substantial, a substantially lessened amount of magic coming through here. Mm Mm-hmm. It seems almost as if the mimics themselves were giving a false magical signal. Okay. And as you look around, there's Nemok very much looking at the Mirari, or what he assumed was the Mirari, with a very disappointed look. Oh no. Was it a fake? Yeah, it's not exactly a fake, but it's it's not my Mirari. Mm. It's Other people are making Miraris? It's most certainly not as powerful as the one that I made, nor the original. Uh, If anything, it's like a bad (laughs) copy, but it still is a rather powerful artifact. It's not mine. Well, since this isn't the Mirari you were looking for, now what? I think we should still take a look around. It may have just been a false lead to throw people looking for the original off. Can I do another perception? Uh, Most certainly. Oh my god, five plus... I got 12 total. 12 total? Yeah. You you notice a, a couple of other things that seem slightly out of place, like the, the sword that was on the pedestal before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to have been knocked on the ground, and it's not quite as miraculous as it originally looked. The, the hilt to sword that you had earlier that had these intricate designs upon second inspection just looks like a broken hilt to a crappy sword that broke mm. some time ago. And especially with the Mirari, you can kind of tell that although it's exactly as Nemok described, it, there's something off about it. Nemok still rolls it into a bubble. We, sh- we should keep looking. Uh, anybody who wants to, you can make an Arcana check right now. Twelve. I just got a five twice in a row. I wasn't going to Nine six. total. All right. Uh, I'm busy bopping around. <laughs> a nine total? Mm-hmm. Is everyone kind of briefly gets the feeling that a whiff of magical energy kind of passes by? Uh, Nemok especially seems interested, moving close towards what looked originally just like a blank wall. And not before too long, Nemok presses his hands up against it and seems almost to be pushing against the wall itself before, to his own surprise, kind of tripping and falling through. Good news, bad news. Good news, still more treasure. Bad news, a lot more area to look through. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shit.
Thank you for joining us at PlaneShift. If you'd like to get in touch, we have a Facebook page, a Twitter at PlaneShiftCast. You can send us an email at PlaneShiftPodcast at gmail.com. And you can find the outlines of a website at PlaneShiftPodcast.podbean.com. Thank you to the Penguin Cafe Orchestra for letting us use their song Perpetual Mobile as the intro and outro of our program. Thank you to CD Projekt Red and Nintendo for the generous offer of the use of their materials for non-commercial works. And thank you again to all of you who took the time to join us. We really appreciate it. Until our paths cross again. Hey, You've got like a package full of packages? That's what she said. <laughs> I don't know how to make that work. I just want to I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I know what you're going yeah. for. <laughs> it's my dig in a box. There you go. How much of this gift is dildos? Only one gift is not wrapped in that box. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to tell Only one <laughs> gift is a dildo. <laughs> no. It's about to get sexy in here. What in the devil's left tit? This is not what our viewers want. I, I, you know what? I don't know our viewers. I was going to say, don't judge like, them. Like our viewer. Don't assume. First of all, no one's viewing anything. Listeners. You know? Yeah, they could be having sex this entire time. <laughs> Nobody would ever know it. Right? Really quiet. <laughs> this would be the most ridiculous parade of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what parade is not ridiculous, though? Okay, but like... Like the of concept the, of parades. Out of all the parades, though... <laughs> This parade is brought to you by Mangoes, the sweet and tasty snack that you can eat. <laughs> it's food! Eat it! Shut up and eat it, moron! It's food, put it in your face. Put it, it in was, your mouth hole! It started as That's an, almost as good as like as if he ended his tagline with a question mark. <laughs> Mangoes, it's food? <laughs> it started as a sarcastic comment. And was taken seriously by the people growing. <laughs> <laughs> Just a picture of like someone looking standing next to a mango going, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I'm just imagining like the Gerber baby, except going like <laughs> the Gerber baby looks this? super <laughs> confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was legitimately just trying to get to that. Yeah, like, Will. Yeah. Yeah, Here's Will. the pristine Shut up, Will. Asshole. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> A little Most diff- people use these glowing lights. They call them glow lights. <laughs> Shut up, Will. Forgive me for forgetting the name of the item. Alright, let's Get do it. Alright, just kidding, I'm going for Rock, paper, I win, go f*** <laughs> <laughs> Rock, paper, f*** you. <laughs> Alright, I, I will be going first out of the two of us. I only believe about. Okay, good. So shit. <laughs> good. All right. I think we talked about this the last time we met, but I think, I think fuck is funnier when you believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Shit. Fuck. Shuck. Shuck. Ah, fuck, shit, uh, oh, no, fuck, 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 f